Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I today have Ifti, Ifti Kurtner. He's the co-founder and president of Kistera. And Kistera is uh, based out of the US, but you're currently in Israel. Um, so, so we work in the U.S. All of our clients are in the U.S. We're based out of Tel Aviv, Israel. We have offices in the U.S., but the majority of our team is from Israel. I'll just introduce ourselves. I'll, I'll kind of take it away. Do that. You did it. You did it. You did it super well. Uh, so I'm Ifti Kersel, like you said, co-founder, president of Kistera. We are the world's first insurance marketing operating system. So it might fit exactly to what we're trying to talk today. You know, on the podcast, we are an end-to-end, cloud-based, data-driven solution for all of uh, insurers of digital marketing and distribution. I know there, I've said a lot of buzzwords now, but if we have some time, I can explain some more, but we're really kind of a new cutting edge solution for insurance marketing. Okay, so you, you and I, I took a look at your website as well. Um, you call yourselves an, an operating system. Right. You're not called like a platform or whatsoever. So why, why operating system? I, so, I'm just intrigued by why you, why, why, what's, why did you pick that name? Great question. For many reasons. First of all, we're an operating system because we are a, me- a mesh of different platforms that we've built. Right, insurance marketing is built out of many processes. You have the process of data and analytics, and you have the process of understanding who to approach, and you have the acquisition itself and the engagement. Then you have call center technology and agents, right? So there are many different parts and, and the web funnel or an app or whatever. So, so you have different, many different moving parts within insurance marketing. And because we build different platforms that then kind of give, provide a holistic solution, you can use them separately or conjointly, but because they're all different platforms that work together, it's an operating system. That's number one. Two is because we not only provide service to our own platforms, but we provide a core system that you can then uh, introduce or integrate other platforms for the insurance company's use. Let's say they use our data and analytics platform, right? So that's like an undertone for the entire tech structure of the marketing department. And then let's say they want to test the new fraud solution. It doesn't have to be by Kistera. It could be by a third party, but it's connected to us. So that makes us kind of the operating system for all the other technologies that they want to be using on the marketing side as well. So that's kind of how we came up with marketing operating system. Cool, cool. So um, given the fact that you're very industry specific, mm-hmm. um, what led you to found Kistera? What, what's your background? What, what did you do before this? Because so, you co-founded this, right? Right, right. I co-founded it with my partner, Sagan Shilton, who is our CEO. Um, actually, my background is completely different. I came from music. I was a musician. Then I was a TV host. So I did entertainment for years. But then my dad is, is very much an entrepreneur. He's been in so his whole life, and he taught me entrepreneurship. So at one age, I didn't make enough money off music. Although I was successful, but Israel is a very small country. So even when you're very successful and famous, you don't make a lot of money, which was a very unique position to be in. So my dad told me, you know, you know, son, you got to start doing business. I started doing business. And to make a long story short, I, I, I wound up working with this Israeli billionaire that used to work in the online gaming industry. Mm-hmm. Gaming is a washed up word for gambling. So he was a big gambling tycoon. He had a lot of software for gambling. And when I did so, I used to go to these conferences in Europe a lot. That somebody knows is familiar with that on the marketing side. And the thing about, about gambling marketing is it's the most sophisticated marketing in the world. Segmentation, targeting, audience creation, all that kind of stuff. I mean, to be honest, between me and you, what invented internet technology is gambling and porn. 
right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Marketing. They drove the whole industry forward because that's where the money was. So I came from this industry of gambling and I saw all this cutting edge technology and it, it was all about mobile and all about personalization. And it was really, really fantastic. And then I got introduced to banking actually, because I, as part of my job, we were doing a DD to kind of acquire, you know, a, a small lending operation. And while doing so, I, I started working with a bank and I started working with the marketing department. I said, hey, it looks like these guys are like 15 to 20 years behind the gambling guys. Now, this industry is 10 to 50 times bigger, a lot more money, you know, a lot more widespread and it's legal in more countries than gambling is, but their marketing is like 15 years behind. And this mm-hmm. was back in the UK and in Europe. And then I had a friend of mine that was doing banking in the US. So I took a plane to the US. I went to a banking conference. The technology in the US was even 10 to 15 years behind Europe. I was like, oh my God, this is a multi-trillion dollar industry annual. And these people are sitting there with a pen and a pad trying to understand source 5534. Is it, is it producing better yield than source 2235? Like literally with an Excel spreadsheet. And I thought these guys are crazy. You know, this gambling technology from Europe, they're doing some amazing things. If I can find a way to hone in that technology, to modify it to a way of, you know, more data privacy, different analytics, because you have to shift it a little bit from, you know, for it to be good for banking. And that's what we did. And that's how we opened Kistera seven years ago with the notion of if we can make marketing departments more accurate for financial companies, it's going to be worth billions of dollars. And then some years into the industry, we moved to insurance because we looked for more industries we can, we can grow up in. And we found out that insurance companies, I always say, actually share 97% of their DNA with banks. It's like the Mm -hmm. human and the ape. It's the same company, same underwriting, same dependency on third parties to generate traffic. And then we kind of moved into insurance and started bringing a lot of value there. And the reason why insurance marketing, also banking, but now we're in insurance, so I'll talk specifically insurance. The reason why insurance marketing is so different than every other product in the world every other e-com product in the world, because sometimes I'll explain, sometimes I get the question, people talk to us and say, okay, Kastir, you know, we've seen hundreds of MarTech companies, right? We've seen hundreds of ad tech companies. Why are you guys different? Why is insurance marketing different? You know, we've had these companies for years. And to that, I always explain that traditional MarTech, traditional ad tech, traditional marketing technology has always faced a very simple equation. It was an equation with one variable. Let's say I'm showing a bottle with the, the viewers can't, they're, they're listeners, they're not viewers. They can't mm-hmm. see I'm holding a bottle of water in my hand to say that normal marketing used to be uh, an equation with one variable, meaning we know that a bottle of water costs, let's say $5 and it costs $5 for everybody. Me and Elias would come into a shop, buy the same bottle of water. It would always cost us $5. So traditional marketing was based on the fact that if a bottle of water costs $5, how can I get a client for less than, four, than $5 to come into the shop and buy the bottle of water? $4.99 and less means profit, right? Mm-hmm. Insurance and banking lending. It's one of the only products in the world, only after you paid for the person $4.99 to get into your shop, only now you understand how much you're going to sell the bottle of water to him. Because insurance is a product based on differentiation, meaning if me and Elias come to an auto insurance carrier in the United States with the same vehicle, same type, same year, same everything, we're still going to pay a different price for our insurance. Meaning that even if they market it to us in the same way, and even if they paid an average price for both of us to get to their website, their app, their call center, whatever, only after they paid for us, they're going to realize maybe Elias, you know, is going to pay $200 a month. And maybe if he is only going to pay $20 a month, meaning there's a differentiated lifetime value, differentiated customer, but standardized marketing. 
And that's the disconnection that is really killing it for insurance carriers. They're spending hundreds of millions of dollars. They're spending billions of dollars on direct-to-consumer digital marketing when they do not control the inflow of customers. They do not know what they're going to be worth for them, which can cause them tremendous losses. And that's why insurance marketing specifically is so different because you have to create differentiation in marketing. You have mm -hmm. to create a direct correlation between expected LTV, which is very unique for a product like insurance, and the cost of acquisition. And once you create that connection, which is based on data, and then again, what's the difference between insurance and other products? Data. How much data does the Coca-Cola company have on you when you come to buy Dasani water? None. They don't care. They don't care how old you are, where you live, how many kids you have. All they care is, are you going to pay the $5 for the bottle of water? In insurance, every single you know, piece of information about you matters. Not only who you are, where you came from, but also what time of the day did you purchase, right? What kind mm -hmm. of web service are you using? Or what kind of internet connection do you have? What kind of mobile phone do you have? You know, we spoke a little bit before. How often did you visit the website? All that kind and of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because some of that can also work for, for gambling, what we talked about. But insurance companies and banks know everything about you, right? Even if, yep. even if you're on the dating site or a casino, they don't know how many kids you have. They don't care. They don't care where specifically you live, right? But insurance company has to have all that information and it has to be accurate. And that's why insurance is the, is the, is the most data enriched uh, vertical there is because the companies just know so much about you. And if they start using that data, not only to give you an accurate price or to predict your claims more accurately, but also to market to you more accurately, they can save a ton of money and be a lot more profitable. The last thing I want to say about that, I know I talk too much, I'm sorry, is, <laughs> is profitability is of the essence. Profitability is what we're talking about. Always, but especially in the last year and a half where insurance has gotten into a hard market and it's a lot harder for them to be profitable. You know, loss ratios are up, combined ratios are up. It's hard uh, for them to be profitable and they need another leverage than only increasing prices for customers. What they've cool. done historically is inc increased prices across, you know, the United States. We provide them with a new lever of saying, if you can run accurate marketing, if your marketing can run accurately based on your profitability, then you can save a lot of money and even not, not need to raise prices. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of our take. Cool. So um, even though, because because earlier you, you mentioned that you found out while visiting a conference in the US right. that, that they're basically behind a lot. Right. And but still they have piles of data. Right. Uh, they have the, the most data in the world. I've, I've written exactly. some blogs on financial marketing myself. We serve some financial customers as well. They they have piles of data exactly. um, and they often don't know what to do with it. So the one of the things that I've noticed is that they built their own system. They tend to tend to build their own data, right. data houses, all kinds of in-house solutions that, that usually are very outdated because it's very expensive to update them. So is that one of the trends you're seeing as well? So, so great, great question. Listen, first of all, I believe the future is cloud-based and not on-prem, right? Mm -hmm. if, if listeners are not, uh, if they're not kind of tech, they're more marketing. I hope everybody understands the difference. On-prem is actually providing hardware to companies and they have to have it on-premise. And when you want to update it, you have to send them a new server or whatever. And the cloud means, you know, in the cloud, everybody understands. So when it's in the cloud, it's much easier to update. Like you said, you can get free uploads and everything. So it's much easier. Now, it, the world is, is deflected into two, like you said. Some carriers understand it's going to be impossible for them to build the best solution internally, and they go with third parties. Some carriers have built solutions internally, homegrown, 
But then at one point, I'm sorry to offend anybody. Most of them, for most of the time, understand that they should focus on what they've historically been good at, which is providing insurance, right? Mm -hmm. Actuary, underwriting, the product side. It is very difficult to be amazing at a lot of different things. So why don't you pick a company that's only amazing on one thing, right? It's like if you're a big carrier and you want your own telephone center, uh, you, you have your call centers, you're not necessarily going to build your own voice over IP processes, right? You're going to use a company. If you want cloud-based, yeah. you're not going to create your own cloud. You're going to use Amazon or Google or Microsoft, right? So if there are companies that are doing one thing great, use that product of theirs instead of building it. So I, I see, I do see, uh, if I may use the word realization, because a lot of companies have been spent, have spent the last couple of years trying to build these homegrown solutions. And usually more often than not, it gets to a point where they give up and say, you know what? It's a very difficult decision to do, by the way, Elias. And, and I appreciate because 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 somebody needs to take, you know, responsibility of that to say we, we've invested millions of dollars, countless hours on this, and now we're going to use a different solution. But the sooner sometimes they do it, it's better for the organization. The last thing I want to add is the more work that they've done internally makes it easier for them to move to a different service. Because mm -hmm. if they've already built the data warehouse, if they already have the right structure, right? If they already have all the pipes connected, it's very easy to connect to a third-party company and allow them to start running on your data. If you haven't built that, then it's more of a mutual process to start working with the different departments. Insurance carriers are very much built on different departments. Underwriting is one department. Policy management is a different department. Claims is a different department. Usually they work, they work with different data assets and different you know, uh, uh, software. And even if they work with similar ones, none of them work with the marketing department. So marketers know this, right? If you're listening and you're, you work with marketing on, on big enterprises, you know these departments are detached. You know, the marketing department doesn't work with the financial department and in insurance, not with the claims, not with the uh, underwriting, not with the policy management. So the sooner you can get this holistic data flow to work, the sooner the whole company is going to work better based on their own data and be more profitable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by, by the way you've, you've seen this, right, on the, on the trade show that it's behind. And I'm very much with you because I, I travel to the U.S. A lot, uh, as, a, as a European as well. And there's like in 20 years, I think... Every single time in a hotel room, I turn on the TV, I see the same commercials it's from Geico, it's, from it's Geico, true. right? It's, it's, it's 15 true. minutes could save you 15% or more it's, or whatsoever. That hasn't changed in 20 years, which is like... It's, it's, it's I, I can't name names because we, we never named the names of our clients, but you always see it's it's a pharmaceutical commercial, insurance, car commercial, insurance. Absolutely. Insurance. Every other commercial in the United States is insurance. And that's about linear TV, right? So yep. the yep. thing about linear TV is it's still there. Uh, linear TV, if people listening, you know, it's, it's the regular TV that you guys are watching in your house, like opposite Hulu or Netflix or all that kind of stuff. So when advertising on linear TV, which is historically the best thing, it's like advertising on football games or mm -hmm. sports, which insurance companies are huge in the United States. But it's very generic. It's very generic, exactly. So, so you get sixty thousand people in the, in the in the stadium, and you never know who saw your commercial, and you never know who's logging into your website or calling your call center because of that. And that is still going to exist. But online marketing allows you to understand every dollar that you spent. What's the ROI? What you've got in return? And if it's not working, stop it. If it's working, crank it up. And you can start getting this differentiation between our audiences. And you know what the beautiful thing is? We've realized at Castera. You can use insights from online marketing 
and then use them for offline, right? Because in our data centers, we can see, okay, you thought you were doing good in uh, Ohio. Your campaigns are not doing good in Ohio at all. So the relevance of that, seeing that online, can also deplete your offline campaigns, right? Stop airing commercials in Ohio. Save a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. If you're if you're sponsoring a team or stadium in Ohio and you're getting no conversions there online, something is not good. So it can also help your online conversions, but can also help your offline marketing. Cool. So I, I I feel that you have a lot to share, but we we're almost out of time. So I have one major question for you. Uh, before we'll we'll exchange uh, details on how people can reach you, et cetera. But okay. let's say I'm I'm a marketer in insurance uh, now. What would be the number one thing I should focus on the next time if I'm in in in, in marketing in Amazing. insurance? Looking now? at your looking at your own data and gaining actionable insights. Look internally to the data that your company already has, right? Look internally to the thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of customers. Try to get information from other departments and learn from them. There are, there are a tremendous amount of actionable insights you can gain from data that your company already has. Why am I saying this? Because save money. Save money before you run somewhere else and start paying these new companies or these telematics companies or all these new data companies coming into the. You have a lot of data in your company that is not being utilized well enough. Dig into that data, run some regression analytics, you know, run some uh, 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 any kind of big data query products that you want and gain some insights. And if you don't know, then get a company that does. Okay, so number one thing before you do anything else, dive into your own data, use that data, etc., for your future actions. Cool. So, Ifti, thank you very much for your 20 minutes on the Marketing Technology Podcast. I love the, the the energy that you have. So people, um, should they want to reach you, I'll I'll share a link to your LinkedIn profile Amazing. so they can connect to you. Just mention that you've learned about IFTI on the podcast. Um, and I will also share a link to Kistera's website, of course. Um, and well, I'm looking forward to having you in the near future on the show again. 100%. I'll see you either in Europe or in the States very soon. Lias, thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.